0: Hey, what's up everybody? It's Coach Josh. We welcome you guys out to another uh, Dating Prep Podcast, a podcast designed to help you date yourself and love your life forever. And as we've been in for the last six or seven weeks, we've been inside this book here, The Purpose of Freedom. For those who have their books, go ahead and get your books and turn to page 45. And if you want to uh, join this book club with myself online for the rest of this year and potentially my newest book on confirmation and, and, and dating and all that stuff, will be coming out in the early beginning of next year, depending on Lord willing. Uh, We'll be doing book series, book clubs um, all throughout the years. Um, The goal is to really break down the books that God has gifted me to write, um, to help you ladies and gentlemen really process um, where you are in life in in regards to the contents of the books. Uh, So I want to welcome you all, those who's watching me live. I want to say thank you guys so much, guys and gals, for watching me live. If you are watching or listening later, whether on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or SoundCloud, I want to say thank you all so much for listening and for watching. If you want to get this book here, the Purpose of Freedom, How to Untie Soul Ties and uh, uh Uproot Strongholds. You can get the book now on Amazon so you could be able to join us there. Hey, good evening. What's going on, Stella? What's going on, Queen Keisha? What's going on, Sweet Pea? What's up, Adam? What's up, family? What's up, Natasha Renee? Uh, what's up, The Humble One? I'm excited to get into this. I have a lot of points. We're going to be talking about, um. I got some um, acronyms. We're going to be on page 45. We're going to break down those couple of paragraphs there. We're going to talk about how to make your place pure. And how to make every place a product of you. Uh, so basically, the whole theme of today's discussion is soul ties in significant places. So what's going on, everybody? Hope y'all doing exceptional. Well. Let's get right into it because I have a lot of points that I want to get to. And I hope you all are doing exceptional. Well. Do me a big favor, share this broadcast. You got this book too. I know. Just take your time. You'll get. You'll get through it. Uh, if you do me a big favor share this broadcast out leave a thumbs up comment engage with me I want to make this a, a, a family here online that's why I really want to do a lot of lives like I've been doing previously but I want to build a community the unpluggers community here online so um, feel free to engage get your pen and paper because we're gonna we're gonna go through some things let's go ahead and get started page 45 let's read through this first and I'm gonna get to my points and because uh, I have a lot not well not that many but I have a lot of in-depth points that I need to break down. In a timely manner, let's read page 45 of the book, The Purpose of Freedom. It says, All of our positive and negative experiences happen in a place, and depending on what happened in those places will determine our feelings when those places are revisited. Again, we're talking about soul ties. Oh, thank you. Oh, my, my wife, watch you. You know, you know what I'm saying? You know, I love you. You know what I'm saying? I'm running red for you. You know what I'm saying? All of our positive and negative experiences happen in a place. And depending on what happened in those places will determine our feelings when those places are revisited. Meaning that every significant moment of our lives happened in a, in a place. And many of us uh, are threatened by or frequent places uh, based upon uh, deep emotional connections to them. We'll talk about those a little bit later, but let's keep going. Some of us have a negative or overly positive tie to places. We either avoid them or overly frequent them due to our desires. Right now, you can remember to a degree the colors of the walls, the color of the carpet, the smell of the room, and the paintings on the wall of every place you've experienced a significant negative or positive experience. Meaning that that your first, wherever you experienced your first, wherever you experienced something significant, you can almost uh remember the smells. This Your senses can be able to cause you to relive. And the tragedy thing, the tragedy of a lot of our lives is that we are reliving past moments. We are constantly reliving past places, mismanaging the place that we are now. Let's keep going For time's sake, everything is used in the process of of the imprisoning or the freeing of a person. Everything, including places. We have allowed these moments to give too much power to the places these moments happen in. We either avoid them or spend too much money to visit them, keeping us from being free. Meaning, there's a lot of places. Um, thank you so much for pushing the both of the books. That 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 w- there's two types of people: people who avoid places because of what happened in them, because of 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 what happened with their ex boyfriend, ex girlfriend, husband or wife, what may have happened traumatically, uh, and some people overly frequent certain places because they're trying to escape another place. But the thing is, in order for you to. Uh, be productive and for you to be prosperous in this life you got to be able to affect you got to be able to face old places you got to be able to face and address the issues that are pressing on your life at the moment let's keep going <clears throat> my questions is why are you avoiding them and why are you overly visiting them let's keep going the answer to these questions will set you free people may leave but not all buildings do. A lot of us can't go back to that restaurant or city where we experienced that breakup because of how bad it was. Now I understand and have experienced some breakups in my day, but those moments shouldn't be still heavy on us years later. You should, by the help of God, still be able to travel to a city or visit a restaurant and not enter deep depression. Depression is proof that you aren't and wasn't depending on God. That's key. Anytime you feel yourself in a depressed state it's evidence that God wasn't your full dependence, that God wasn't the one that mattered to you the most. And many of us, based upon what happened in this city, in this home, uh, 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 in this place or whatever, we are now in deep depression every time we revisit or relive those moments mentally. The best way to have a proper tie to a place is to know our place in God, within our responsibilities and within our communities. That's important. The best way to have a proper tie to any place that we frequent is to make sure we know our place in this life, to make sure that we know who we are in God and our purpose in this life. If you want to get over a significant incident, if you want to get over a significant tragic experience, you got to find your purpose because there's purpose in pain. People don't understand that you had to go through that. The only time God used a perfect person was himself in the flesh of Jesus. That's the only time he used perfect a perfect person to reach imperfection. Therefore, you have to allow the imperfect seasons of your life to, per, to perfect you into the person or mature you into an individual that is able to help others who went through the same painful experience. Listen, so many of us, the reason why we're not fulfilling our purpose, we're still uh, in our painful experiences right that's right we got to renew our minds and put christ in mind in order for us to be able to see the purpose of our past experience you had to go through that I was talking to the young people and I spoke in my church briefly yesterday about what chapter you're on. Whatever age you are right now, that's the chapter you want. And just because the chapter may not be uh, uh, um, what you thought it would be, just because the author and the finisher of faith, the writer of your life, the one that's holding the pen to your life, even though it seems like he's writing a negative narrative, even though it seems like he's writing a painful paragraph, doesn't mean that the next chapter or the chapter soon to come won't be the chapter of promise, won't be the chapter of purpose, won't be the chapter of prosperity. You just got to continue to trust the one who's the author and a finisher of your faith. Just because you're going through a painful experience in a place, in a moment in your life right now, doesn't mean that the author of your life has put the pen down and you have to trust the one who's writing the story of your life. You have to trust his penmanship. That's right, Adriana. All things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. If you don't love God or not called according to his purpose, nothing's going to work out for you. That means you have to trust him and let him continue to write the story of your life. Also, you got to know your place within your responsibilities. See, I don't got time to worry about a past place with a pain, a painful experience or whatever when I got to be a husband. Now, many people cannot fulfill their responsibilities as a husband, as a wife, as a CEO, as an employee, as an entrepreneur, as an employer, because they're still reliving a painful experience from a painful place in their life. Man, you're not going to be able to fulfill who you need to be now, still reliving your past. Embrace your responsibilities. Embrace what you've been through. So that you continue to be successful wherever your foot treads. How can you have dominion wherever your feet are if you're still reliving the past? Also, you got to be understanding your place within your community. I don't have time to worry about my past when I got a responsibility to you all. To do these videos to, to help you grow in spiritual maturity, to help you to help you maximize your singleness and to help you develop your relationships. That's why I love my one-on-one sessions, Life Coaching Individuals this summer. And for those who want to talk to me one-on-one, and you need my coaching, contact me now. I am unplugged.com. I will love to coach you. And it's interesting how God will utilize them coaching sessions to help people process the purpose of their place now. And so many people are so caught up on what happened versus what's happening and what could happen. When we are more focused on being in these places, we will have a proper tie to any place we have experienced hurt or extreme happiness. There's two key phrases. Have, there's two types of experiences where you've experienced hurt or experienced extreme happiness. You got to be very careful how you manage both of those places. See, when you have the right perspective, you'll be able to manage and steward a a hurt and happiness. The two things that keeps us from being a help to God is is, is hurt and happiness. Sometimes we get so caught up in ourselves, we feel so happy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, thank you, Miguel. Yeah, fam. Yeah, man, for real. Thank you for that. But, but we got to get so caught up in, in who's with us and the help that's in us that we don't become so caught up in ourselves when we're happy or so damaged by what has happened to us that may have hurt us. Let's keep going. If we are in God, no matter where we go, he will be there. That's important. If we are in God, no matter where we go, he will be there. He will help us see the moments that happen within these places correctly and will lead us to forgive and use wisdom financially. That's important. Some of us are wasting money trying to escape a place to be in a place. You know what I'm saying? Stop traveling. Stop going to these places. How much are the coaching sessions? Whatever your budget is, contact me. Email me, tell me the best that you can do per session, and I'll customize a coaching session for you. That's all you got to do. Go to IamUnplugged.com, IamUnplugged.com forward slash custom dash coaching, and pick whatever coaching matches what you're going through right now. Send me what you can do financially, your budget, and I will customize a coaching session for you. Do your best, and I'll do my best for sure. Now, let's get to my points. We're going to be talking about the five different places. Oh, we're going to talk about definitions of a place. We're going to be talking about how to make your place pure. We're also going to be talking about how to make every place a product of you. This is very important because so many of us, we cannot progress and become the stewards we need to be in God's place of prominence and in a God's place of prosperity for us if we do not overcome the past places we've experienced and manage our current place now. What are you tied to? Are you still tied to a past place in your life? Keeping you from being successful? Are you frustrated, confused, neglecting God in your current place? And all and both of these are keeping you from walking in the prominence and the prosperity and the positions and the promotion that God. Oh, you email me, Natasha. I got you. I'll make sure I got a lot of emails. I'll make sure I get to you, Natasha, for sure. Now let's get to our points. Now here's the problem: many people are out of place, leading to significant moments happening in places they were either never supposed to visit or happening in places they have to visit. Hear me closely. Many people are out of place leading to significant moments happening in places they were either never supposed to visit or happening in places they have to visit. Meaning, the enemy loves for us to have significant moments. He understands if I can get you into a significant moment, one thing that you will never be able to erase is a significant memory. And he knows that the best way to have you um, 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 caged in is for significant negative moments happening in places that you should have never visit or places that you have to frequently visit. Meaning he knows that if I can get you to have sex or intercourse or sin or fall into a, 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 a deep, a dark spiral in your home, and he knows you have to live there for seven, eight, nine years potentially, Then he knows that if you don't change your perspective about what happened in that place, then that place will become a prison. Or he knows that if I can have a significant moment to happen into a place that that you should have never visit, then it will hinder how you visit for other places. Exactly. And so what happens for many of us, we know deep down inside, we should have never visited that place because whatever place you walk into, if you're not mature and if you wasn't purposely sent there, you will become a product of that environment. That's why you can't put yourself in every environment because many of us think that, oh, I'm strong enough to handle what's in this place. You understand, there's more within places than just brick and mortar. There's more in places just... Instead of just the physical, there are spiritual agendas, demonic spirits in these places. And we, through our ignorance, we through our insecurity, we through our impulsiveness and impatience, walk into these places premature, walk into these places not strong enough spiritually, walk in these places through deliberate disobedience or ignorance, and then the principality or the or the other prison guard spiritually of that place now hops up on us with uh, with persuasive perspectives that's going to cause us to to fall away from the patterns that we're supposed to follow in life. You can remember every place right now that you regret walking in. And the enemy knows that most people are not spiritually mature enough to process uh uh that place, to process it, to push it out of this, their system, detoxify the negative effects of that and move on. It's time for you to move on from that place. I know what happened back in that club. I know what happened in that man's car. I know what happened in that woman's room. I know there was a lot of things that happened in a lot of these places, but you got to move on. You cannot continue to relive it. Beat yourself down. You a child of God, yo. You a daughter. You a son of God. God, listen, God may not have led you in that place, but he can use that place to give you wisdom and weaponry against the enemy. I know, man. Right now, you you have the opportunity to change your perspective. Listen, why still be in prison mentally of a place you once visit or to allow the place you currently are to be a prison and affects you and allowing that place to affect you? from moving on. Let that man go. Let that girl go. Just because they rejected you, just because they left you in that place, just because they abandoned you in that place, just because they called you all kind of names in that place, doesn't mean that the person that was with you there, the Holy Spirit, was not, not going to be able to shape your and frame your mind to get you to see that that place was a, was a tool used to make you into the person you need to be. But what do most of us do? We think too much about that place. We give that place too much value. We give that place in our life too much position. And now we're so tied to a past place. And it's, it's affecting the way we manage our current place and hindering us from going to the places that we need to be. Many people are out of place. Are you out of place today? Are you in a city that God wants you to be? Are you in a relationship that God wants you to be? Are you in the circle of friends that God wants you to be? Are you just trying to find a place? Are you in place? See, in order for you to be successful, you have to be in place, not out of place. And many people right now are doing so much without acknowledging God. A, 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 a wise person acknowledges God in all their ways, a stupid person doesn't. You see what I'm saying? An unwise, let me make it more friendly and more chewable. A unwise person does it what a place are you in now and every person who who knows the spirit of God's voice knows that moment the Holy Spirit was saying this ain't the place for you this ain't the place for you this ain't the city this ain't the house this ain't the spouse or potential spouse this ain't this ain't where I want you listen The safest place on earth, even in the dangerous places on earth, is in the will of God. You see what I'm saying? You got to understand. the safest place, even in the dangerous places on this planet, is in the will of God. The most dangerous place, the dangerous places is outside of the will of God. My question to you is, are you in place? Don't ask God for promotion. Don't ask God for prosperity if you're not in place. God does not care about what you think you, God doesn't care about what you think about yourself in regards to your own carnal perspective of you. He cares about your accurate maturity. Are you really ready to manage the next place? Look, if you didn't manage yesterday well or today well, why would God promote you tomorrow? Are you out of place? A lot of relationships should stop right now, halt, be still. A lot of things should be stopped right now. A lot of of things should be halted until you go to God and say, God, am I in place? Because when you're out of place, what we say, when you're out of place, being out of place leads to significant moments happening in places they were never, where people were either never supposed to visit or happening places they have to visit. That's why you gotta be very careful who and what you allow in your home. Because some of us are in prison in our homes because of who we gave permission to, to be in there. Some people we allow in our homes shouldn't even even know, know your zip code. They shouldn't even know your, not zip code, your area code. They shouldn't even be able to know your area code, but you let them in the intimate parts of your home, and now the spirit that was on Jimmy and the spirit that was on uh, 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 Julie It's now on you. It's now in your home. That's why you got to make sure your home is sacred because the enemy knows if I can have you have significant sex, significant intimacy, significant individuals in your home that he sent in there or is using in your home. then now you can turn your place of residence to a place of a prison. You see what I'm saying? So you got to make sure you get your oil and you anoint your house and you tell those demons, I need you to leave. I confess my sins before God. God, through your Holy Spirit, show me any and everything in my in my place of rest that is causing me to be restless. And I tell every demonic spirit to leave. What you do, you anoint your doorpost. You set that oil aside. He said, whatever this oil touch, it represents the territorial spirit of the Holy Spirit. You anoint your doorpost. You open up your front door or your back door and you... You tell every demonic spirit, territorial spirit that may have lived there longer than you, you have to leave. Good question, Adriana. What happens if your prison in your mind? You gotta be able to look at your mind and say, look, every demonic spirit in my mind, I command you to go. You gotta be able to say, you gotta find truth. The Bible says the truth, um, what's the scripture say? Um uh, uh the truth will set you free, basically. What's the first part of that? Um, you know, y'all know I know it, but boy, I'm on a I'm in a river. Um well, basically the truth will set you free. You gotta find the truth that, that is that that contradicts the prison guard in your mind. So if your mind is a prison, I'm gonna do a video on the mind pretty soon because I, I know a lot of you all are struggling with that, but you gotta say, okay, what does the word of God says about whatever is imprisoning me in my mind? You see what I'm saying? And I'm gonna make sure I meditate on that truth. Uh um. Uh, Meditate on that truth and and apply that truth in my life and break that prison in my mind Listen, some of the things that we're thinking on in our minds ain't true We are being prisoned by lies The best way to conflict the lie is to implement the truth, period See what I'm saying? But you got to make sure you make your place If you can make your home of peace Your home won't be a place of peace until you have a mind of peace and that mind of peace is the fruit of the mind of Christ. And if you want the mind of Christ, you got to go to the word of Christ, which is his word that's in the scriptures. The Bible says you transform by the renewing of your mind. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You we got to get to a place where we deepen intentionally, even when we feel it the hardest to do so, deepen ourselves in our spiritual disciplines so that we can unlock these 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 lying territorial bound, uh, bondages in our lives. Many people are not out of place leading to significant moments happening in places they were either never supposed to visit or happening in place they have to visit. Listen, there are certain places you should never go and there are certain things in people that should never have entrance to your home. You see what I'm saying? That's right. Casting down vain imagination. The Bible says cast down every vain imagination, especially those that raise up against knowledge of God. How can you cast down something without the knowledge of it? That's against it. You have to have the knowledge in your mind that contradicts what you need to cast down. If you don't have the knowledge of God in your mind, you won't be able to know the difference between what's a vain imagination and what's a valid imagination. In order to cast down a vain imagination, you got to be able to know the things of God and know them deeply, and the way to know them is to know him intimately and know in his word. Let's keep going. Now let's talk about some definitions. Um, of place. Definition of a place. They want to talk about the five places that we have in our lives. Oh, let me say this point. Satan loves using landmarks as triggers. We have to see these landmarks differently. See, he loves using monuments. He loves using landmarks because he knows that if he wants, he wants your home to be viewed as hell. He wants you to be able to, when you walk by every McDonald's, you messed up mentally. Every time you walk that walk across every Burger King, you broke down mentally. Every time you walk walk past or drive past a Hardee's, you hurt deeply. You see where I'm going with it. No matter when you pass that Maggiano's or that Cheesecake Factory, or when you pass that mall, or when you Past that place, all of a sudden now you triggered. The enemy knows I want to use landmarks to make sure that you're triggered emotionally. Listen, you gotta change the way you view the places you have been. You see what I'm saying? Um, Josh, you talked about mental illness in your book. Do you believe all mental illness is a stronghold and can be? I believe anything can be healed by God. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of these things that these people call it mental illness is just a lack of being is a lack of mental clarity. And I'm not giving disrespect to certain mental illness. Give me. I'm not a doctor. I'm not clinical. But a lot of people's mental illness is the fruit of a lack of mental clarity, the clarity of who they are in God, the clarity of the attributes of God, the clarity of salvation. The more you are clear mentally about the truth, then all mental illnesses are healed. You see what I'm saying? Most of our mental illnesses d- derive at it's root at its root uh, due to a lack of mental clarity which spawn or open the doors for demonic uh schizophrenic demons, uh bipolar demons to get into the minds of people and then doctors want to give you pills, doctors want to give you techniques. There ain't going there ain't a pill or a technique in this world that can outdo Jesus. You can give a person pills, you can give a, pe- a person practices, but without the person of God nothing will work. So the root of all mental illness is a lack of mental clarity that if most of these people knew who they were in God and knew God deeply, they wouldn't have the mental illnesses that they have now. Point blank, period. That's right. Let's keep going. Definition of places. Place. One definition A definition of a place A physical environment. A building used for a special purpose, number two, a position at the conclusion of a competition, a distinct condition, position, or state of mind, an empty or vacated position, or to assign a position, okay? Definition of a place, number one, a physical environment. Uh, a place, a place in life. That's why you gotta be very careful that a place is just not a building. A place is an environment, it's an idea. There's two types of environments, external environments and internal environments, mental environments and earthly environments, right? So you gotta be very careful that that you can be out in an open field. It may not be no building out there, but you still have a, a, a messed up environment in your head. So a place is a physical environment, uh, a building used for a special purpose, a place where things happen. That's why you got to make sure you understand the purpose of places, that there that there are places in building form, places in purpose form that has a special purpose. And the reason why many of us are mismanaging certain these, these certain places, because we don't know the purpose of these places right? That there are certain buildings that have a special purpose. There's a certain city that has a special purpose. There's a certain apartment. There's a certain house that has a special purpose. Don't ask for a mansion if you don't know the purpose of your apartment. Don't ask for a mansion if you don't know the purpose of your current place, because the purpose of your current place will determine what places you live in the future. All right, let's keep going. A position, next definition of place, a position at the conclusion of a competition meaning first place, second place, third place, fourth place. I'm, I'm supposed to always get first place, not against you and you against me, me against me yesterday. You see what I'm saying? So every day my goal is to get in first place of who I was yesterday, that I'm racing, that I'm running my own race. And many of us, the reason why we're not placing well in the competition of us and us or you and you and me and me, because we're competing with someone else. Another definition of uh of place uh is a distinct condition, position, or state of mind. You at you at a you had a certain mental place right now. A bad you had a bad place mentally. You see what I'm saying? That's right, me versus me, Steven. That's right, fam. Uh empty or vacated position. <clears throat> you understand that even though somebody is not standing in their place doesn't mean someone's not standing in that place. It doesn't matter if your father's not wasn't in place. It don't matter if your mother wasn't in place. I know who was in place, and that was God. You see what I'm saying? God was always in place. That's why we get so caught up on who wasn't there. We keep looking at because it was, because it seems vacated visually. It seems vacated vi- visually. doesn't mean it's not vacated. God was there the whole time. He was there and present. And so the reason why many of us are mismanaging in our current places or soul tied to a past place, because we put too much power in the places where we thought people should have been and not realizing or focused on the God that was in place the whole time. Last but not least, to assign to a position. You have to understand that you do not want to, you should understand or take into grips that you never want to stand in a place that God hasn't positioned you. I don't want to be in no place where God did not position. I'm so glad this message was for you. God bless you. Some of us have positioned ourselves in marriages. We position ourselves in the careers. We position ourselves at jobs. We did it. And then we're like, why are we going through so much? You're going through so much because you are out of place. You position yourself there. Now you got to deal with the excessive, unnecessary stuff that comes with your marriage. Now, now you got to deal with that man whose heart is hardened towards God, but you, his wife. Now you got to deal with praying and standing in the gap for him unnecessarily for five or seven years, believing God to break through. Don't get me wrong. God can make a change. But if you position yourself in certain relationships, are we talking for singles, this is a warning for singles. Don't position yourself in relationships. That you're gonna to have to work unnecessarily for it. Should be it, it, no, no, don't don't get it wrong, marriage is work, but it shouldn't be unnecessary excessive work. Now, for those who are in relationships, you're like dang Josh, that was kind of harsh. Listen, anything God can turn around, stay fast and stay praying, right? Because God will, He's still placed there because you went place as his daughter or son. But this was just a warning for all the singles out there. Now, let's get to five different places or that, that you always gonna find yourself. Your past place, your present place, your potential place, your performance place, and your purpose place. Your past place was a place you used to be. Place, there was a state of my life where I was I was in this place in my life, I was at this place in my mind, you see what I'm saying? And that's there's a past place. Thank you, God, my wife is amazing. There's a past place, right? There's a present place. The past place was never meant to be a place of residence. Some, some of us, we live more in our past than we do in our present. We live more in our past mentally than we do in our, pr- uh, our present physically. You just sent chills to me with that single message. We may need to re I know we're going to have to revisit that. We sure will. Um, if you have been told by your spiritual leaders that God has called you to the five-fold ministry, but you're unsure, how should you handle that? Put it on the shelf, Melanie. You know, just because, you know, everything a person says in your life should be confirmation. You see what I'm saying? Everything a person should be should be in your life should be confirmation, not information. And it, nobody should be informing you about yourself. It should, to some way, uh, confirm something in you, right? And what I mean, people may see things in you that mean you may not see in yourself, and that's true. But it should be when they say it to you. Like, when they used to tell me I was a young preacher, no matter how much you try to run away, I deeply knew that. You know what I'm saying. I, even though I didn't want to accept it, I deeply knew that. You see what I'm saying. So whatever they tell you, as far as you call to the fivefold ministry, give it to God. Put it on the shelf. There's two things you do in life when you receive something. You put it either put it on the shelf or you put it in the soil. But only do it when the master tells you. So when someone says you call to the five-fold ministry, take it to prayer. Give it to God, put it on the shelf, and let God continue with the confirmation and develop you, but don't position yourself in a ministry that the master hasn't positioned you. You see what I'm saying? You're so welcome, Crystal. No problem. Your past place was meant to be a place of reference and a place of residence. So many people live more in their past than they do in their present, therefore affecting them from going into their potential place. Your present place has all the meaning now. The two greatest distractions of a person's present is their past and their potential. Your past and your potential are distractions. Don't let them distract you. Let them inspire you and let them be a place of reference. But do not allow these places to be places of residences, because those things will keep you from being productive and precise in your place. Now, what are you doing in your place now? Are you maximizing it? Are you blossoming it? And people be like, well, Josh, I hate my job. No, 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 no. Find ways to learn from your job. Find value in your job. Find value wherever you are. Find value in your singleness. People get so caught up on when they was uh, um, uh, uh, single, single and mingling. They, see people in between single, single and mingle, mingling. You see what I'm saying? But they don't want to be right now. You see what I'm saying? Like you got to be able to find the value of your singleness, the value of your marriage in this season, the value of you right now. You got to find the value of it because if you devalue your presence, you will give unnecessary value to your past or your potential, keeping you from being productive today. Today is the only day you have. What are you doing in your current place? Your current place of employment, your current place of, of life and identity. What are you doing? That's why I don't have time to waste. That's why I be giving y'all four or five videos. That's why I give y'all books. That's why I give y'all works. I give y'all resources. because I maximize my days. I don't let a day go by without no productivity because I want to improve. I attract you. Listen, you attract who you are. I attract who I am. So if I'm tired of attracting what I'm attracting, I'm going to change myself. If you want to change what you attract, change who you are. And the only space of time, only place of time you can do that. Is now, if aren't you tired of attracting nothing, then become something so you can attract something of value your past place, your present place, your potential place. There's a place that God has predestined for you that's a place of dominance, a place of prominence, a place of value. You see what I'm saying? That's why the Bible talks about no soldier who's been enlisted by God entangles themselves with civilian affairs for they hold joy to do the purpose of the one that enlisted them. Your potential place needs you to maximize your present place and number four your performance place you got to always be okay how did I place today did I come in first or did I come in second today there's only two places in your race every day did you come in first did you come in second there's two people running in your race every day and it's based upon a renewal of your mind it will determine who places first every day either your new self or your old self either your renewed self or the residue of your old self. Residue, we didn't We didn't talk about who, residue of your old self. So every day I gotta ask myself, how did I perform? How did I place today? Did I come in first or did I come in second? What adjustment do I need to make to ensure that my renewed man goes and continues to win every day? What is your performance place every day? We're not talking about you performing for God's love. God's love should inspire you to perform well. You see what I'm saying? It should, there you go, carnal verse of the spirit. Every day, your renewed man should come in first, not your old man. So what is your performance place every day? Do you come in first or do you come in second? Last but not least, your purpose place, your place of purpose. There's a place, a season in your life where you're going to dominate for a long time. I'm dominating now. I'm doing exceptionally well now. But I know I haven't got to that place yet. There's a place where God is preparing me for, where it's going to be universally accepted that this man is a man of God and he's operating at a high level of dominance. You see what I'm saying? And you got to prepare now for your purpose, place your place of purpose. Wait, listen, listen. your destiny is a season. <clears throat> it's, it's your ladder season. It's your ladder. supposed You supposed to utilize this hidden season. For this, for your latter season, you see what I'm saying? The season where you're hitting is preparing you for the dominance of your latter season, meaning the last 30 or 40 years of your life should be domination. It should be domination. It should be purpose fulfilled. It should be excellence and effectiveness and efficiency. You see what I'm saying? So, the lad, what is the last 30 or 40 or 50 years of your life gonna look like? Your place of personal purpose your, purpose, your season. You know what I'm saying? How can you dominate at a high level at this next level of the latter years of your life if you're at the bottom ladder of this phase of your life? See what I'm saying? Climb that ladder. Continue to improve so you can enjoy the latter years. Now, let's keep going. Now, we're going to talk about, hope this is blessing you all. Now, we're going to talk about um, significant mechanisms, the significant mechanisms that the devil uses. To trap us to become soul tied to a place that we shouldn't have visited or a place that we have to visit. Then we're going to talk about how to make your place pure and how to make every place a product of you. Okay. <clears throat> 12 things, significant mechanisms that the devil uses. I coupled them in twos. The first couple is significant meaning and significant message. In order for the devil to have you in a cycle caught up in his mechanism, his web of of manipulation, the way he does this is to have or conjure up a significant meaning and a significant message. He wants you to give meaning to something that's meaningless in the grand scheme of things. He wants you to give value to something that has no value in the grand scheme of things. He wants you to make earthly meaning of things of with no eternal value. That's what the Bible says. Love not the world. Neither the things in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. For all that's in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye and the pride of life. Lust of the flesh. Eve did it. This is all. This was in the Garden of Eden. This was in the wilderness and it's in your life now. Let me break it down. Lust of the flesh. The Bible says when she looked upon it, she said it saw she saw that it was good for food. Lust of the eye, she said it looked good and appealing to the eye, and enough to make one wise. She said it was good. Um, um uh uh well, basically, basically those three things was evident with Eve. Those three things was evident in the wilderness with Jesus. Lust of the flesh, turn this bread and uh turn this stone into bread, lust of the eye. Will not God uh, send not angels? to capture you and all the villages and all the lands will see See that you're the king of kings would not see lust of the eye, proud of life. Bow down to me, and I will make you king. I will make you rulers over these lands, prideful of this life. Jesus said, Why am I going to turn this stone into bread when the word of God is the bread of life? Why would I be? Why would I try to manifest my glory in front of the eyes of people when that alone would not convert them into salvation? But it's the cross that will it won't, it was it's not me falling from the clouds. Angels come from the clouds, it's gonna change somebody's heart. It's me going through the cross that will. And why would I bow down when I'm the king of kings? See what I'm saying? And those three things are evident in your life every day. The lust of the flesh. How can you feed yourself? The lust of the eye. Can you not see yourself being so? Make sure people see that you don't. Make people see that you're great. Show off your glory prematurely and, lo- and uh, pride of life. Bow down to this demonic world system and get all the cars you want. Get all the house you want. Invest here man, ain't nothing here compared to glory. You see what I'm saying? So he wants to give significant meaning to meaningless things. And so what happens if you immature mentally, weak mentally, you would give significant meaning to meaningless things. And then the enemy will continue to feed that meaning with a message. Did God really say, Eve, did God really say would not God Jesus send not angels? Didn't He not use Did not the devil use the scriptures too? He's always gonna send a counter message to continue to give meaning in your life to meaningless things, and then next, significant, then develops a significant mindset and have you making unrealistic, significant measurements. You see what I'm saying? Significant meaning, a significant message. Will begin to leave or develop a significant frame of mind, mindset, and false measurements. Now, when you when you've made something meaningless have such meaning, and then uh, you continue to become indoctrinated by that demonic message. Now, your mindset has been shaped or has been is now seeded in the roots of the demonic witch work. You see what I'm saying? <clears throat> Developing a mindset, then then starts making unrealistic measurements. Oh, I, I I'm going to be married by the end of time by the end of this year. Oh, I should have this by the end of this year. I should have this by the end of this week. Unrealistic measurements. Oh, I can do this. I can start this ministry. I can start this marriage. I can make this money. Unrealistic measurements from a from gaining meaning and value from meaningless things. How many of us make false measurements because our mind has been set in an insignificant meaning uh, that that came from an insignificant message? You see what I'm saying? But the devil loves making insignificant things significant. But if you don't know your significance, you will always allow insignificant things to be significant for you. Those who don't know their significance uh, uh, will always entertain or attract insignificance. So he says, how can I get you to make significant meaning, create significant meaning in meaningless things that fed through an insignificant message that becomes significant to you, which shapes an insignificant, significant mindset, developing unrealistic significant, insignificant measurements. Listen, so many of us, we should be staying within our square footage, but we won't, we want all these acres, but you can't manage the square footage that you have. Now. Insignificant, significant meaning, message, mindset, measurements then leads to insignificant, significant movements and insignificant, significant moments. When you have this meaning, this false narrative, making, giving meaning to meaningless things, adopting a message that's rooted in devilish, demonic control and now all of a sudden now you got this mindset that has been shaped and now you make an unrealistic measurements those unrealistic measurements then leads you to significant movement now you start moving into that relationship now you start moving into that city now you start making these movements into these places that God never told you to move in and when you move into these significant uh places now you can begin to create a significant moment the devil knows if i can get you into a significant moment the next M I i will birth significant memories and he knows the, the greatest weapon the enemy has against people who do not know their significance is their memories. He knows how I can use your memories against you at any given time. You remember what Johnny did to you? You remember what Jezebel, Julie did to you? You know you remember what uh, uh, Simeon did to you, <laughs> Simeon? You know you, know, you saw what? Remember you remember? Do you remember the times? Do you remember? And what he does is if you don't know the significance of that moment and that place of time that was not supposed to be a place place of residence, but a place of reference, then you will begin to live there, distracting yourself from living now. Insignificant meanings from insignificant message leads to a significant, insignificant mindset, to insignificant, significant measurements, to movements, to moments, to memories, and then also monuments. That's right demonic PTSD. Yes, these memories keep coming out instantly. I'm instantly, The enemy knows uh, I just gotta. that's why we have to learn how to remember differently. You remember differently by renewing intentionally. You see what I'm saying? You remember differently by renewing. You got to get to a real place in your life where you say, I'm tired of remembering. I'm tired of the effects of these rememberings. So I'm going to renew my mind that I am the righteous of God, that I have a purpose, that I'm significant, that I that I'm going to introduce scriptures that contradict these things at every point in every angle. He also knows with these significant moments, I can create two things: significant memories and significant monuments. Monuments means places that now. This place you can't even go back home to visit your mom because of what your dad did to you there. You can't even go back to go visit your dad with what your mom did you or what your uncle or whatever. Listen, you do not, don't do not avoid cities that God wants you to go into because of what may have happened in that city during your childhood. You see what I'm saying? And he knows that these significant memories and significant monuments would begin to create significant momentum and significant moves. He wants us moody. Or he wants us to be demonically inspired to to to, to, to make something of ourselves. This is happens to a lot of kids. Because of my dad, I'm going to be great. Because of what my mom did against me, I'm going to be great. Because of what this ex-girlfriend did, I'm going to be great. Because of what, no, no, you're supposed to be great because of greatness himself who was God. You're not supposed to be allowing to try to prove them wrong, to be the field to get to your destiny. The only field that's going to ensure that you can continue the whole duration of your life it's the fuel of the Holy Ghost, not the fuel of trying to make other people uh, feel a certain type of way because of what they did. You got to let that go and forgive them because that un- unforgiveness cannot be the fuel that motivates you to fulfillment. It can't because even when you get that money, get that car, if they even give a glimpse that they don't even notice it or recognize it, now you're trying to prove them bigger and bigger and bigger. mm Significant momentum. Now I gotta because I'm hurt because I'm messed up. Wasn't it not you that you chose? That's why the devil only does enough to get you to fall, but it's not the sole reason why you failed. He knows that I can get you to the I can get you to the corner, but you the one walk off the cliff. So when you stand before God, you stand before that mirror, and you look yourself in the face. You can't blame nobody else but you. You was the one that chose to go in there. Now forgive yourself, forgive the person, and go forward. For forgiveness is a gift. You forgiveness is giving you the opportunity to go forward. And also significant moves. Now you're in an emotional moody state. Still mad, still upset, still mad because of what happened. Man, you gotta get over that, man. How can I, how can I embrace my future if I'm still holding on to abandonment? How can I embrace these different things if I'm still holding on something in my past? Significant meanings from an insignificant message leads to a significant mindset, which leads to developing insignificant measurements, movements, uh, uh, memories, hold on, movements, moments, memories, monuments, momentum moves. And these all things lead to the last two, to a master and a mode. The whole purpose... Of the devil doing all these different things, not individually, but collectively through be- through people and demons and his system. is for him to be your master. Whoever has your mind is your master. Who owns the bulk of the real estate of your mind? Who holds the deed to the lands of your mind? Whoever that is, is your master. Either you are the father, heavenly father, or you are the father, the devil. And your mind will determine who fathers you. Now, you could be a child of God and still be still being renewed from being fathered mentally by the devil. But who is your master? Because the master then will lead to you becoming developing to the master's mold. He does all these different things so that you could be molded after his image. He hates you. Do you know why the devil hates you? Because you replaced him. He was the musician. He was the one that gave worship. He was the angel. And he was replaced by humans who now give him glory. He hates when you worship God, because the worship that you give to God replaced his his, his previous um, um um place of employment, of, of 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 fulfillment. And so when you understand that he hates you bearing the image of God. Then you'll know that he'll do whatever he can to get in your mind so that you can match the mold of his image to position before God to mock him. I do not want my to be made into a significant mold that leads to mocking God. Hmm. Let's keep going. Let's get some, some solutions. How to make your place pure. OK. We, so the past place, you just got to renew your mind towards. We're talking about your current place. Let's let me get you in the go to my coaching bag. How can you now make your current place pure mentally, presently? All right. I have acronym, not acronym, but letters. Place. P-L-A-C-E. Place. P ponder your position, purify your patterns. If you want to maximize your current place in this life right now to ensure that you walk into your place of purpose, you got to ponder your position and you got to purify your patterns. Now, what does that mean? I got to always remind myself of my position in God. I ponder on my position. I welcome my position. I become my position and my position, the greatest position to hold. It's not coach, it's not mister, it's not husband, it's not entrepreneur, it's not business owner. The greatest position that I hold is not brother, it's not son of a mother or father. It is my my position as a son of God. When you begin to understand who you are as a son and daughter of God, you don't got time to worry about what happened here and what happened there. You don't got time, because I know who I am. It doesn't matter what I, what I do if I mess up if I make a mistake I know I'm a son of God. The reason why many of us are mismanaging our current place because we have poor father to son or daughter relationship. That's why the devil's after fathers because a father is going to give to some degree a a representation in the child's mind of what's going to make them view how it's going to make that's going to determine how they view God. Many of us we view God based upon how we view our dad and God ain't got nothing to do with your dad. I don't care if he had the best dad in the world. God is 20 billion times better than that good dad. So we got to make sure that we separate the heavenly father from our earthly fathers and really focus on his attributes and his love and kindness, his mercy. So that we can continue to be made into the mold and the image of his dear son. I got to ponder my position when I find myself shaky in my place, insecure in whatever place that I'm in right now, unsure. I'm a son of God. I, I'm a joint heir with Christ. I have connection to the Father. I have access to the Father. I can step to the throne of God boldly. You see what I'm saying? I saw a meme many years ago that a child, a prince is the only one that can interrupt a king at 3 a.m. A prince, is the, a prince or a princess is the only ones that can go and and, and wake up a, a king in their sleep. We're princes, we're princes. We can go to God anytime and God going to be like, come here. If somebody else, who's not a son or daughter, will try to you might you be poking the line, you poking the bear. in. but a son, a daughter can walk to God, and God be like, "Come here, talk to me anytime." In order to make my place pure and productive, is to ponder my position and to purify my patterns. All right. When I begin to ponder who I am, my perspectives change. When I know who I am as a son of God, I know what I receive from the inheritance of the sacrifice through his son, Jesus. Now my perspectives change. And when I my perspectives change, my patterns change. When I know my position, my perspective change. When my perspective change, my patterns change. I got to purify my hands. I got to purify my life. I got to make the change. I purify my patterns by implementing pure patterns. So if I got patterns, because how are you going to, these poor patterns cannot cannot help you become uh, uh, purposely, purposefully productive. You got to have proper patterns in order to be in a place of prominence, proper patterns. You got to move right, think right, uh, 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 feel right. You see what I'm saying? But so many of us, the reason why we still stuck at the same place, walking around, around the same place for 40 years, <clears throat> the children of Israel from Egypt to the promised land was an 11 day trip. And it took them 40 years for an 11-day trip? That's like me going from here to Atlanta is four hours. Imagine if a four-hour trip, it took me 40 years to get to Atlanta. That's how many of us are. It's taking us unnecessary years to get to our purpose. And some of us may not, may, and the sad thing is some of us, some people die in the wilderness. I refuse to, to leave Egypt to die in the wilderness. I refuse to be delivered. I refuse to be delivered from Egypt with the destiny before me to only die in the wilderness. I, I, I hate to think. Mama used to say, I hate to think. To be delivered, to be saved, to be delivered from Egypt, to only die in the wilderness. Do you not know all of them was delivered, but not all of them made it to the promised land? So you can still be delivered and be and still die? Delivered and still die without fulfilling your purpose, I refuse. And so many people were delivered by God, whom the Son sets free. Is free indeed. They were delivered, but they died in the wilderness because of their own mindset, because they wanted to go back to Egypt. And some of us, the, really, the reason why we are where we are, we love our Egypt more than we love the promised land and the one that gave the promise. See what I'm saying? We got to get to a place where we say, look, I'm not just going to be delivered to die in the wilderness. I'm not going to waste years going around a certain type of place when I should have been there by now. Some of us should have been where we need to be by now. Should have been there. What's keeping you from getting there? Are you going around the same place, so tied to the same mountain, 40 years, setting yourself up to die? in a place that you was meant to pass. Some of us are dying or or will rather die in the place that we were supposed to pass. We are pilgrims passing through. And some of us are dying in places we were only supposed to pass through. No, 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 the promised land. There you go, people getting comfortable, that's right. You cannot get comfortable at any place. I refuse to die in a place I was supposed to pass through. Will you get to your promise land? Ooh, you can put me in any Baptist church, Baptist, cogent, non-nominational. You know what I'm saying? You can put ooh, I, that's a that's a sermon. When I get in my preaching bag, ooh, I, I want to preach that thing. Are you dying in a place you were supposed to pass? Then you get at preacher's pause, and the crowd be like, hmm. And he didn't go into your introduction, but that's just, that's just, that's just that's the artwork of preaching. All right. Anyway, ponder your position. <clears throat> Purify your patterns. Do not die in a place you were supposed to pass. L, how to make your place pure? I should have listen. Listen. You already got your Sunday's best on. You see what I'm saying? How to make your place pure? L, let go and lay aside all leeches and loves, carnal loves. In order to make your current place pure and productive so that you can walk into your place of prominence and purpose, you got to let go and lay aside leeches. Leeches' only job is to take but never give. Who are the people? What are the things that only take but never give? <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> There are some people in your life right now that's only taking from you, ain't depositing nothing, With, making withdrawals, but no deposit. Oh, they're withdrawing, all right. They're withdrawing you from your draws, but making no deposit and no commitment. You see what I'm saying? They're withdrawing, but they're not making no deposit. They're not willing to meet the requirements to eventually get those draws. You see what I'm saying? But we, but most people are making people, are allowing people to make withdrawals, and they don't have no debit card. They don't have no access to the account. They, we're giving people who should have never had clearance, clearance to our accounts. You see what I'm saying? So you got to let go of leeches, people, and things that only take but never give. Pornography takes but never gives. Sex outside of marriage only takes but never gives. There's a lot of different things that we do, whether sexual, whether mental, whether pursuing wise as far as greed or whatever. They take but never give. God will only put you around things that will take and will give, will equally give with what, with the, what, with what was taken. What are those leeches in your life? What are those kernel loves, those things you love too much? The music you listen to, the uh, the, the, the celebrities you look up to, the, the mentors you have, the, 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 the ideas, the, the, the idea of ministry, the idea of marriage. Do you love ministry too much to the point to where even when you get married, you won't even know how to manage marriage? Do you love the idea of ministry but don't know how to cast a demon of code off of a, off of, off of anybody? Do you love the idea of something but not really be, are developing the, in becoming the individual for that idea? And you gotta make sure you let go of these certain things, these Fs, you gotta let go of certain friends, certain fun, certain follow throughs, and certain frequencies. In order to make your place pure and productive so that you can walk into a place of prominence, And power and purpose, you gotta let go. Some of these friends, some of these friends are ending you. They're destroying you. Now you a copy of them, and you're not even being yourself. You gotta let go of certain friends. Listen, those people who are who are not trying to grow, not trying to mature, you gotta cut them off. Those weren't friends. Those were associates. Some friends friendships need to end. You gotta let go of certain funds. Fun. I mean, back when I went to RU, all we did, man, we could. Well, was a lot of people went to the clubs, but as far as me and my life, all I was able to do was salsa dance. Coach got them salsa hips now. Don't let, don't let this, don't let this coach fool you. Now, I used to we, back at RU was to do. We used to salsa dance and whatnot. But when I came back home and I became in ministry, and the salsa at RU was a little bit more holy than the salsa back when I came back to the house, back home, and I had to realize there's certain things that I that I like to do I can't do anymore. Know what I'm saying? I don't really care much for salsa dancing now, but I'm just saying, like back then, I had to let go of that. I had to let, as a minister, had to let go of certain childlike funds. You see what I'm saying? That that I that I can do in its proper place, but I can't. I can't be playing video games all day. I can't play basketball all day. Those was fun things to do, and it's still fun to do. Like like, there's certain funds you gotta let go, and there's certain funds you gotta minimize. Like I can't play basketball eight hours a day every day because it's fun to do. I can't play video games all day, every day because it's fun, dude. I'm not a single man. I'm, I'm married. If you got a man right now that plays video games six, seven hours a day, that man's still a boy. There's nothing wrong with let the man play at least one hour a week because video games has a way of helping men escape. When we're talking about play video games, we're talking about any type of thing. It would be video games. It could be basketball. We're talking about these funds in moderation. The only time I play, I play video games probably once a month or once every other month. That's when my nephew comes over. But I play basketball at least two or three times a week. I have to, but I can't play every day. So you got to let go of certain funds. You also got to let go of certain follow throughs. Follow throughs meaning I got to get this done. I'm going to follow through on this. God's like, man, you working hard for a purpose that's not even for you. How many of y'all bust y'all butt for a degree and you ain't using now? You followed through you got the degree you follow through to the masters you follow through to the phD and none of those papers have anything to with anything to do with your purpose you also got to let go of certain frequencies frequencies we're talking about persuasions, philosophies, ideologies you got to think on things that are above devilish and earthly frequencies you got to get on that god frequency you got you got to be tuned into him you see what I'm saying uh so basically what I'm trying to say is give me one second You got to think on the guard frequency. Anything else is going to birth frustration and will hinder you from fulfillment. Now, A, how to make your place pure? Anoint your place. Anoint your place and deepen your awareness. You deepen your awareness through deepening, deepening your de- devotion. Anoint your place. Get that oil, like I said before. Anoint the door. Anoint your place. Keep it anointed. Keep it pure. Anointed. Anointed means establishing it. Letting a demon, demonic realm know this place is set, of God, set aside for God only. Anoint the place. This place is for God use only. And then follow through with that anointing. Follow through with that that place, that moment of, of you anointing a place. And ensure that place they anointed. Let the world know how often, as often as you need it. What I mean by that is anytime you feel... Uh, uh weird about your place, re-anoint it. You see, what I'm saying, re-establish it. You may not have to re-anoint it all the time, uh, but what I'm saying is, you got to re-establish it. Can't coach? Can I make my own anointing oil, or my pastor has to do? You can make your own. You can go to you can go to your local groceries, get you whatever olive oil based upon your budget. You get that olive oil, you set it aside for God's use. Heavenly Father, I set this oil aside for your use. Whatever this oil. Uh, touches represents your your presence represents your purpose meaning when i anoint my body it represents that by your stripes i am healed when i anoint this place it represents that you will uh, be a fortress for me you see what i'm saying and you you anoint your place you anoint you anoint that oil set it aside don't cook with that oil don't cook with that you know what I'm saying Th- that oil set aside for that and then when you find that you're just not your home is just not what it needs to be it just doesn't feel like it should be. Then you re anoint You tell the demon, no, 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 no. Maybe I let you in here some kind of way. I would fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Maybe this was me this time. Oh, shame. Well, fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me twice. I'll well, forget it. But what I'm saying is you say, hey. Maybe I need, let me Let me reestablish this place. And the Holy Spirit will let you know, get this out your house. Don't listen to this in your house. Don't play this type of show. Don't play this on Netflix in your home because they heard it in the realms and they came up in. Demons are savvy, savvy lawyers. Demons are savvy lawyers. They look for loopholes. What we allow within our style of life Will give them legal right through the loopholes within the contract, from their vantage point, to oppress us—not to possess the believer, but to oppress. Oppress means I allow this oppression, or it's just resistance against me going to my purpose. But when it, when you feel oppression in your home, then it's when you got to say, okay, what did I allow? But within the trenches, the Holy Spirit be like, get this out your house. Don't play this in your house no more. Don't listen to. Don't do this in the house no more. And then you 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 reestablish it. You confess your sin. God, I repent for allowing these things into my home. My mind has been renewed on that fact. Lord, help me to continue, continue to establish this place for you. And Father, I thank you for that. Right now, through the authority of Jesus Christ, I tell every demonic spirit that I may have given legal right to. I have confessed my sins. I'm back in right. I'm always in I'm in rightful standing with God always. But my mind is in right standing now. You have been exposed and I command you through the authority of Jesus Christ to leave my home now. That's what you do. You anoint it first. You walk in an anointing. You keep the place pure. But if you begin to notice that things are just awkward. May, that's why you can't let some certain people in your house. What you do when you got family and friends over, you anoint the house then. That's what I do. When people want to come over, I reanoint the place. Let them know that no demon can cross this threshold. I've told people this about their bedrooms. When they live with somebody that may be practicing devilish things, I say anoint your doorpost. And many people have told me, and I've witnessed this in my own life, especially in college, just in life. People have told me when they did that, people would stand by the door. They couldn't really walk in the room. Or when they they just felt uncomfortable. It's funny. It's really, people will message me and say, they they never really came into my room anymore. They always talk to me at the door. But they never come in. There's there's a threshold there. See what I'm saying? That's right. Them demons are savvy lawyers. They look for loopholes within your lifestyle. See how to make your place pure. See, be consistent. Be consistent. If you're going to be about it, be about it. If you don't talk about it, be about it. Don't just be a hearer only, be a doer. You got to be consistent in order to make your place pure, to make your current place productive so that you can walk in power, walk in prominence into your place of purpose and whatever potential places God wants you to be. You got to be consistent. Are you committed? People talk a big game, but they're not committed. That's why when these young bucks come talking to me, and want to talk crazy, or young people want to talk whatever, try to measure themselves up to me, I laugh on the inside because they're not committed like I am. Until you can do four or five videos a week, until you're able to write six, seven books, don't try to come measure yourself to me because I'm committed. Commitment is proven in fourteen years of of, of walking, of fourteen years of doing some kind of ministry, but eleven solid years of faithful ministry in book and video form. Are you committed? Right now, you can go to my YouTube channel. Right now, you can go to Amazon. You can go wherever. You can look all the way back to 2008, and you know I'm committed to this thing. But that's why I, I don't. I don't have no uh, uh, empathy, uh, sympathy for people who talk a big game but don't have the conditioning. You got to condition yourself for your calling. Do you understand? This ain't no game. Your singleness is your off season to condition you for the next phase. Are you conditioned for your calling? Stop asking God for, for the next level if you're not putting your if you're not putting work in the gym and condition yourself. You gotta condition yourself for your cause. That's what God got you hidden. You single for a reason. God got you single for a reason because He's trying to condition you for the purpose of your marriage. And all you're doing is whining about why you have nobody. Get in the gym. Work. Thank you for giving, fam. Work. We be mismanaging our place. of of preparation if you want to walk in power and prominence you got to be prepared you got to be a husband before you say I do you got to be a wife for you say I do you got to be a business owner before you open a business you got to be it before you be it you got to be it before you do it you just can't just titles are not heavy titles don't mean nothing you can hold a title of a husband but still be a boy you can have the title of a wife but still be a little girl a little boy for you little boys out there want to be husbands you you gotta it's more than that you gotta work christianity is not for the complacent it's for the consistent the committed this walk with god and jesus was a beast yo jesus worked jesus was about his father's business since 12 and but do you know jesus was unknown for 18 years some of us want to be known now, but but the lifespan of you being known would be eighteen days. Jesus was unknown for eighteen years. For since twelve to thirty, he was about his father's business, and that eighteen years of preparation gave him three years of power. Woo, 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 woo. He only worked for three years of of public. Pre- God did more in three years being unknown for 18 then some of us trying to be known and don't got no fruit from it (sighs) what's your work ethic are you committed listen me and God are so good, man. God knows. That's why God probably gave me some of your book ideas. God probably gave me some of your ideas because he knows some of y'all ain't going to do nothing with them. I refuse to be the person sitting on my couch watching somebody walking in the idea that God gave me years ago. And we have the audacity to be mad at somebody that's willing to put the work in. Don't get mad at someone that's putting the work in and you ain't did nothing with the idea for five years. God is a moving God. God will move over you. God will give you the idea so that you won't judge him, so you won't accuse him of not giving it. He'll give you the idea, knowing that you're gonna do nothing with it, and then utilize it as a teaching moment when somebody else is walking, walking in your in the fruit of your idea. How to make your place pure? You got to be consistent. Number two, you got to keep Christ Lord. Keep Christ Lord. Keeping Christ Lord means. Letting him control what you can't control and managing what he wants you to control. You see what I'm saying? He's the Lord of Lords, meaning you a Lord too. But he's the Lord of Lords, meaning he's your Lord. Even though you a Lord or a steward over something, he's the Lord over you, meaning there's some peace there. Meaning that you should be, I don't, I'm not going to put my hands on anything I cannot control. That's God's business. I ain't going to mess with that. Only Jesus can control it. He's the Lord of my life. Therefore, I only go where he leads me. In order to make your place pre, you got to be consistent. You got to keep Christ Lord, and you got to maintain cleanliness. Cleanliness is next to godliness. See what I'm saying? You got to keep a clean mind, a clean house, a cluttered house, a cluttered mind. You got to clean, clean up around you. Get, You know, clean your place so that your mind can see cleanliness, and you can be even more uh, creative. E, because I'm going pretty long. Well, not not normally long, but but okay. How to make your place pure. E, enter and exercise. In God's joy, my place of peace, a place of peace because the joy of the Lord dwells here. Me and my wife be walking around the house and there's random songs coming from my heart. I walk past her, she's singing a song. She walked past me, I got a song on my heart. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, she sings better than I do, <laughs> but but you know there's always a worship on my lips. You know what I'm saying? There's always a song in my heart. There, there's always, because the joy of the Lord is my strength. Why do you think, how do you think that I can do five videos? And these videos are not easy to do. When you, let me put put people on game and ministry. When the Holy Spirit uses you, you become superhuman. So whatever I'm doing right now is a suit. You watching a miracle. You watching a manifestation of the Holy Spirit working through a vessel of a man. There's no way I could say these words like this and come up with these kind of phrases that quick. And it could just be just me. That's the Holy Spirit hyper, hyperly using me. When I come off this thing, I'm tired. So imagine doing five of these. I preached on Thursday, last Thursday. I preached on last Friday. I preached on last Sunday night. I preached for five minutes yesterday at my church. And I preached on Monday. I preached on today. I life coached people this week. The joy of the Lord is the only thing that's gonna get me through this. Because I know that if anything, if there's anything He wants me to do, He'll refuel me. You got to enter in and exercise in His joy. The joy of the Lord should be your gym. The joy of the Lord should be your place of rest. The joy of the Lord should be an atmosphere by which your spirit man develops, your spirit woman develops. The joy of the Lord is what strengthens me. I work out in God. I exercise in him. I grow in him. I engage in him. He becomes my climate. He becomes my identity. He becomes my everything. The Bible says in him that we live, move, and have our being. I exercise in his joy. I enter his joy. And when I enter, you can't, when I enter his joy, I begin to say, okay, God, where should I work out my salvation? How can I work it out? How can I grow in this? Because in me being productive and entering and exercising this joy and executing from his joy, I always maintain a place of peace, a place where I'm prepared for the next level. Now, Last but not least, and I'm out your way. How to make every place a product of you. P L A C E. How to make every place a product. of you. Like, like I always say, I, I want to be a thermometer, not a thermostat. Oh, thermometer, thermostat. Thermostat, right? Thermostat, a thermometer. Thermostat. I want to be a thermostat, not a thermometer. A thermostat sets the temperature, a thermometer tells the temperature. Many Christians, all they do is they tell, well, he's gay. They're gay. They're 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 in sin. They're this. They're that. They always tell the temperature. Oh, they're going to hell. They're this. They all they do is tell the temperature. Oh, they not of God. Oh, look at her. She's she's a harlot. They all they can do is tell the temperature. A thermostat sets the temperature. Because I'm in control of the climate, anybody who comes within my aura can be healed like the disciples. It wasn't that it was their shadow to heal them. That's how far wide the presence of God was on their life. So that when people come in proximity of you, when people come within the, the eco chamber of God's joy around you, they now can be set at the right temperature. They can be set at the right place to receive the hope that's within you. In order for the place to become a product of me, I don't tell people about themselves. I don't tell people where they should be and why they're supposed to live. I become it. I set the temperature. I set the the lifestyle. I set it. So no matter where I go, I reset. No matter what environment I set myself back on God, I set myself back on the right temperature. So no matter what room I walk in, people are going to be like, wow, I just feel so good when he is around. I just feel so different when she's around. Wow, I just want to be. It's not your presence. Don't get caught up in yourself. It's the presence of God on you. A lot of Christians, want to tell the temperature of somebody else's life instead of setting the temperature in their own life so that people can be inspired by the the temperament that you're set on because of the Holy Ghost that's in you. Now, how to make every place a product of you? One, two, three, four, five things. P-L-A-C-E. P, bring purposefully. L, look intently. A, adjust accurately. C, communicate fittingly. And E, exude exuberantly. P, bring purposefully, L, look intently, A, adjust accurately, C, communicate fittingly, E, exude exuberantly, P, bring purposefully, bring the presence of God purposefully with you, Purposefully with you, bring the presence, I bring him everywhere I go, it's me and God, yo, we here, you got me and God's name on the list? Yeah, this guy right here, God, you know, this guy, G-O, G-O-D, Heavenly Father, whatever you want to call him, on the list, right? Okay, y'all got, y'all got Yahweh. Oh, he that's his name too. We in. We in here. You see what I'm saying? I bring God wherever I go purposely. Because I was in his presence previously, I bring him wherever I am purposely. Because I was with him present previously in his presence where the fullness of his joy is. You see what I'm saying? His presence is where the fullness of joy is. Therefore, when I walk out of that presence, the joy of the Lord is now my strength. And I bring that that perfect presence of the Holy Ghost. I bring that joyful presence with me. In order for me to change the place, to, ch- to make my place the product of me wherever I go, I bring Gio with me. I bring him purposely. Because I was with him previously, I bring him purposely and him in me, on me, and me coming out of that place of joy with him everything behind me falls, false, fall into suit. They'll be like, wow, man, that's, the job, the place just wasn't the same with you off. People don't like when I'm not at the school. I bring God every day and people are like, man, man, I really wish that the school system would let us say, Jesus, man, listen, be a secret agent. You don't got to say his name, be his name. Everywhere I go, I bring him. So when I leave, when I'm not there and I'm traveling, speaking at a college, speaking at a school, speaking at a church and I and I took my days off, people miss me. Do people miss you when you're not there? People miss you because of the person that's in you. If you don't let if you don't bring him purposely to your job, then when you're not there, it's supposed to feel like a void. When wherever the believers are, it should feel vibrant. When the believers are not there, it should feel like a void. If you was to leave your job tomorrow for a day, would you be missed? Or would, or would they just be like, you know, we don't even know if she's here or not or if he's here or not. How to make every place a product, you got to bring the presence of God purposely. Number two, you got to look intently. I never walk in a room talking. I look in a room looking. I walk into a room looking. Those who who are the loudest are typically the most insecure. Those who are the quietest oftentimes are the most secure. Insecurities are loud, confidence is silent. If If you always hear them, if you hear them from afar, chances are when you see them up close, you won't see what you heard. If you hear them before you see them, chances are when you see them close up, they're not what you heard. They talk the big game. You heard it from afar. But when they get close up to you, you look at them like, man, you really know who you said you was. You see what I'm saying? So you got to be able to walk into a room quietly and look intently. Look for ways to serve that place. Look for ways to to fit that place. Not not fit it and downgrading yourself, but being a useful fit for that place. You see what I'm saying? You got to look intently. Okay, Holy Spirit, I'm discerning the place. Okay, I'm vibing. I feel the vibe of the place. Now, okay, I'm going to set my temperature in this place. Now, 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 now I know how to serve the place. Now I know how to in, in, interject, into, um, in, in, introduce myself to the place. You see what I'm saying? Next point how to make every place a product of you? A, adjust accurately. After you bring purposely and you look intently, now you adjust accurately. Now you adjust to. That's why I love the scripture because uh, Paul said, "I become all things to all men that I might win some." That's my favorite verse, one of my favorite ones in the Bible, outside of the whole chapter of Psalm 91, is that I my goal is to become all things without without compromise to all men that I might win some. So I'm able, when I look intently, I know how to adjust accurately. I know how to adjust my conversation. I know how to to adjust my disposition. I know how to adjust my presence. I know how to make the right adjustments accurately. So now that when I finally make that final adjustment and I plug myself into that place, at the new thermostat of that place, now the temperature changes. But if I don't look and I talk and I'm whatever and I'm distracted, how can I position myself in the right place in the room to set the right temperature in that room? How to make every place a product of you see communicate fittingly the bible, the bible talks about speak uh what's fit the occasion you gotta communicate fittingly you see what I'm saying what's up Aries? what's up y'all you gotta you gotta communicate uh fittingly meaning like I'm not gonna talk that's not fit the occasion. I'm not going to rejoice when it's time to weep. I'm not going to weep when it's time to rejoice. You see what I'm saying? The Bible says rejoice with those that rejoice, weep with those that weep. We try to rejoice with, those, with the weepers and weep with the rejoicers. No, you've got to communicate fittingly without coming off as uh, uh, unempathetic. You see what I'm saying? Last but not least, you've got to exude exuberantly. You are what you, what you entertain. So I want to exude exuberance. I want to exude hope. I want to exude joy. I want to exude out of me love. So no authentically and automatically. You see what I'm saying? Authentically mean this is who I'm a joyful dude. When you come around me, you're gonna feel good. When you come around me, you just gonna love my presence. That's just who I am. I'm 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 silently the life of the party. You see what I'm saying? Because because I just have that nature about myself, right? So, so but I want to make sure that when I walk into a room authentically, I'm authentically joyful, I'm authentically loving, I'm authentically patient, I'm authentically present, right? So that it comes off automatically. That I don't got to push no button. I'm going to give y'all some love now. Push the button. Here comes some love. Here comes some joy. No, no, no. It's who I am. I've been so marinated in this thing. I've been so marinated in the in the master's ingredients that when you bite into my life, when you bite from me, when you enter, when you enjoy whatever that's about me, you taste a bit of God in it. How to make every place a product of you, bring purposely, look intently, adjust accurately, communicate fittingly, exude exuberantly. I pray this message was a blessing to you. Um listen. Your past place was meant to be a place of reference, not a place of residence. Your present place was supposed to be a place of purpose and productivity. And everything from this point forward will determine whether you walk in prominence and power or if you just remain in the same place. Do not die in the place you was meant to pass. Do you want to go back to your past place, Egypt? Or do you want to die in your present place, which is the wilderness? Or do you want to push through to your promised land? I pray this message was a blessing to you. Um, if you want to be a part of this book club, you can get the perp- the book of the Purpose for Freedom on my website. All my other books on the website as well, The Purpose of Singleness. For all my singles out there, The Purpose of Singleness. If you've got spiritual warfare issues, i got a book called World War Me. that's on uh, Amazon. i got another book, uh, Dating Prep. Um, is a book on dating. Um, let me go get my books. Hold on, Dating Prep is a book for all those who are dating and dating relationships. All right, oh, missed my pillow. There we go. Of course, y'all know this book, The Purpose of Freedom, it's a book on soul ties and strongholds. Um, this book right here is a book on spiritual warfare, it talks about how to put on your whole armor of God. This book is powerful. In the back of the book is a ton of scriptures. I think almost 200 scriptures topically. So basically his scriptures are on enemies. As so i got a ton of scriptures on that scriptures on death, Scriptures on courage, scriptures on contentment. It's a great resource to have in your car, in your purse. So wherever you find yourself stuck, you can go to the concordance and say, OK, I want to go through these scriptures and meditate on them. That's the book on World War Me. Uh, the purpose of singleness, the best-selling one book that I have so far, is a book on singleness. Are you whole? Or are you full of holes? See the bucket here. God will not pour anything in you if He knows he, if He knows it will leak out of you. So that book's on my website as well. This is the book I was talking about. Dating prep. Dating prep is a book, and I got a card game to go with it. I just ordered. I got to order me some so I can have some to show you. My card game, dating prep, and my card game memory muscles also on my website. Iamunplugged.com. Or you can go, just simply go to ezzygames.com. But Dating Prep is a book for every stage. Dating yourself, there's questions for you to ask yourself because you got to date yourself. How can you be a good uh, person to date someone else if you ain't date yourself? For those who dating themselves, those who's in a dating relationship, and those who are dating within marriage. There's a ton of questions in this book that pertains um, to relationships. So I have uh, questions on the family. I got family tree questions. I got habits, hobbies questions. I got theology questions, I got past, present, and possibility questions, and I got your phase. I got questions that talks about church hurt, how will we handle our children, um, uh, are you feeling rushed, uh, emotional reactions, fun favorites, all kind of questions. And it's in journal form, so you can be able to write down the answers to these questions for you. If you're single and also write down the answers of the people that you're dating or married to and that you can be able to get to know each other because no matter what, when you get married, you got to date your husband and wife all the days of your life. And this book right here is the classic first book, Unplugged. talks about thing, all the things you got to be unplugged for from. And my children's book is downstairs. I brought it in the house, but then bring it up here. I, I wrote my first children's book. It's not a theology book. It's just as he a, 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 a says, Man, my wife and I created uh, 14 cartoon characters, and we're going to create a whole book series uh, for kids in the school system. So I'm writing one book now. We're writing my seventh book now, and I'm um, in the process of developing my second children's book. But those six books are now available on Amazon. Just type in Joshua Ezzy. Um, I'm going to have two free courses on my website, imunplugged.com. Uh, I got a course on insecurities. I got a course on procrastination. Great resources there. Um, thank you so much. Um, what else? If you want to give the support, our mentoring program, I start back working the next couple of weeks. So the babies are waiting on me. They they message me all the time on Instagram. I don't talk back to them. Ain't nobody going to catch me in nothing. You see what I'm saying? But I know the babies are waiting for me to come back and work at elementary school. And so we have a mentoring program that's housed at the elementary school that I work at, and the middle school wants us to be in there. We need your financial support. So on my website, iamunplug.com there's an area for you to give strictly to the mentoring program. You can go to WePropel.education to learn more about our mentoring program. You can also go to Propel CLT to look at all the videos where you're able to see the 40 kids or so, I think two years or so, 80 or so kids that we've been mentoring the last two years. Now all those kids are in middle school. We got three groups of kids in middle school, eighth graders, seventh graders, sixth graders, and they want us there. So we need your help. Love y'all. If you want one-on-one coaching, if you want me to help you with your soul ties, your strongholds, your singleness, your purpose, your relationships, contact me now, imunplugged.com. Let me know what you can do budget-wise, and I got you. Uh, uh, my, my, my slots are shrinking because I start back work soon. But every other Saturday, I'll, I'll be coaching. You got to get in right now because I've been coaching. I think I've coached maybe 25, close to 20 or 25 people so far. And about 40 or 50% of those reschedule. See what I'm saying? So you got to, you got to, new people got to get in now. But for the old people, some people haven't rescheduled in two weeks, but they'll start flooding back in. I'm so glad, Joyce, that, 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 that this message helped you. God bless you. God is with you. Like I always say, i done my part. Holy Spirit, I tag you in. Now, I leave you with the Holy Spirit who will finish the rest of this. And I love you guys. Y'all be blessed. See y'all next time. Peace. Oh, Good Guys Podcast tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to be talking about ladies, how a man should date you. The week after that or whatever week's after that, we're going to talk about fellas, how a woman should act while you date her. So, Good Guys Podcast tomorrow. It's coming tomorrow. Me and BD, Slim Rev. His name is now Texas B. If you want to catch up, go to uh, the Good Guys podcast. Will it be live? Nah, it'll just be rolling through. Um, it'll be available on the Good Guys channel. Um, if you want to listen to all the other episodes, you go to SoundCloud, whatever you podcast, or go to YouTube with the Good Guys podcast. All of our videos are there. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed.